This podcast is sponsored by the 131 Method book. Yep, you know it's coming out. It's right around the corner. And I want to reward you for placing your pre-order before April 16th. I've got an incredible audio coaching program all designed to help you improve your mindset. And it's yours for free when you place your pre-order. You go to 131book.com and you enter your order number. So you can order it online right now at either Barnes & Noble or Amazon, wherever you want. Just save your order number, enter it when you go to 131book.com and I will immediately send you your mindset coaching program. You already listened to podcasts, so you're gonna love this. And I know you're gonna wanna buy the book, so why wait until it comes out? When you pre-order it, you get the free stuff. Now I'm going to whisper the website so that you don't forget it. 131book.com Welcome to Wednesday. Hey, what's up? It's Shaleen. So happy that you're here. Dude, I'm so happy you're here. We're talking about protein shakes, supplements, pre-workouts, post-workouts, protein bars, powders, and all the other stuff that we're supposed to be taking to be healthy. That and so much more today on The Shaleen Show. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Yeah, there was a period of time where I didn't really eat much real food because I was so consumed with making sure I was drinking enough of the whatever the shake was at the time and then the pre-workout and the post-workout and then making sure that I had enough amino acids. And then of course I had to eat all of my protein bars and I didn't want to forget to take my additional supplements for this and for that and pills and make sure I had fat burners, like all of these things, all of these prepackaged things that had nothing to do with real food that I lost my food common sense, if you will. I didn't even know what was healthy anymore. I didn't know if... All I knew is that the people who looked ripped and fit were showing these products all the time. And that's what they were drinking. And that's what they were eating. And that's what they were consuming. And so, of course, you believe that must be what my diet is missing is is this special shake or this special protein supplement or, or those special fat burner pills or that extra scoop of whatever. And so I got so caught up in that and so afraid that I wasn't getting enough of all of these things that I barely had any room left in my stomach to eat real food. And I might add, it was really expensive. And I believed it was super convenient. I thought, well, I don't have time to make myself real food. This is the perfect solution. And it's perfect because I don't have to wonder how many grams of this or that, or if I'm getting all of these other vitamins and minerals because it's packed into these extra protein shakes or this extra supplement that I'm taking. And so I wasn't eating enough real food, that's for sure. And it was about that time that I was the most lost in my role as a health and fitness leader. As a health and fitness leader, how was it I believed that eating all of these prepackaged, supposedly healthy things was somehow natural or healthy? It's what everybody else was doing. And so I thought, gosh, they've got great bodies and they must know more than me. And so therefore, I should eat and drink all of these things too. Now, you might note, if I can pat myself on the back for a moment, I never promoted them. You might have on rare occasion heard me talk about something that I found that tasted good, but I I rarely, rarely did that because I just had a feeling 
I didn't know enough. I didn't have the expertise or the qualifications or the study or the research to feel comfortable recommending those things to other people. And while there was significant pressure on me and lots of opportunities to make additional income for, you know, promoting these things, posing with them, doing the photos on Instagram, the videos, the promotions in my videos, et cetera. I just didn't feel comfortable doing it. And I'm fortunate enough that most of the companies I have worked with throughout my career never forced me to do that. They're like, totally fine, cool, no problem, most of the time. (laughs) But today, I just want to help you make an informed decision because number one, you need to know this, not all supplements are created equal. Many of those supplements that you're buying don't actually even contain a lot of the ingredients that it says it contains on the package. Number two, the quality of those ingredients varies greatly from manufacturer to manufacturer. Number three, what's right for one person might not be right for another. Number four, the selling, promotion, and consumption of those products might be your sole source of income. It might be the thing that gives you purpose that's given you a career that's helped you to help other people and to build a business. So please know this, before we go any further, I am not anti-shake, anti-supplement, anti-protein powders, anti-protein bars, but I want to share with you some research so that you can make an informed decision on whether it's right for you, number one. And number two, to just, the one thing I will say is I do think we have to just take a look at how much packaged, processed, things we're eating, even if we are being told it is 100% the healthiest thing you can do. I just think we need to strike a balance between eating things that are marketed to us as healthy, which are clearly processed, and eating whole, natural, unprocessed foods, real food. Every day, the registered dietitians inside the 131 Method, by the way, our 131 Method, our online virtual program, has registered dietitians there answering people's questions. And this is by far one of the most popular questions. And that is, is it healthy? Is it good for me to eat this shake that's been marketed to me as healthy or to take this supplement that's been marketed to me as healthy? Is this healthy for me? Their answer is the same as my answer. And here it is. I don't know. It depends. First of all, It might be the healthiest thing you can do, especially if everything else you're eating is just processed garbage, just junk food. If you're having one meal a day that's at least got some protein, some fat, some carbohydrates, it's got some healthy supplementation to it, it's a quality protein powder, well, that might be a healthy option for you. Oh my gosh, I would much rather you have that than, you know, the drive-through junk that most of America is eating. So the answer would be, it depends. If, however, you're somebody who knows how to eat healthy, you like whole, unprocessed foods, and you have major stomach issues when you do drink that protein shake, when you drink it, your stomach bloats out to be 125% bigger than what it normally is, you've got bad gas, or you, you notice you have a headache every day, and you're trying to heal your leaky gut, well, then it might not be the right option for you. So let's start first with protein shakes. And I just have to say this as a disclaimer. I know many of you know that I have done partnerships with Beachbody, but also have to know that I serve probably 25 different MLM, multi-level marketing organizations, most of which have some type of a, quote, 
incredibly high-quality protein shake that is part of their plan. So what I'm about to discuss with you is not targeted at any one company. It's a general statement. This general statement and the information I'm going to provide for you in this podcast pertains to whatever shake it is you're buying and drinking, including the ones that you're going to the GNC or the local vitamin shop to pick up off the shelf, and including those which are being marketed to you by network marketing organizations, many of which are really reputable and spend a fortune on research and development. I want to share with you some recent science, and this will help you to evaluate. I'm also going to share with you the answer to the question I get every day, which is, Shaleen, do you drink protein shakes? Do you take supplements? Do you drink pre-workout, post-workout? Do you take fat burners? Like all the questions. So number one, I personally don't drink protein shakes often. And when I say often, I mean like the last time I probably had one was probably maybe four months ago. I might have one like, I don't know, like every three or four months. And it might be because, for example, I can't chew because I've just had dental work or it just sounds good. Like nothing else sounds good. And that just sounds good. But for the most part, I don't drink protein shakes. Number one, because I hate being cold. So even when I was consuming a ton of processed supplements, protein shakes, protein bars, etc., I rarely drank my protein shakes. I would usually turn them into protein balls made out of protein powders. Sometimes I would have a protein shake, but I would have to sit in front of a portable heater because I was so freaking cold. Little did I know at the time I was fully anemic. So I was cold all the time. So when you're cold <laughs> and then drinking a cold shake, it just was like pure torture. And as I started doing my research for the 131, I just tried to eliminate anything that was causing me gas or anything that was causing me stomach discomfort, anything that just wasn't sitting right with my digestive system. And anything that I thought might be causing me inflammation, I just eliminated it. I eliminated protein shakes. I eliminated meal replacement shakes. I eliminated pre and post workout supplements. I also eliminated my BCAAs. Let me think what else I eliminated. Protein bars. Yeah. And protein cookies. <laughs> Gosh, what was I thinking? Anyways, when I eliminated all of those things, my digestion started to improve. There was no more gas and painful bloating, like painful bloating, gone. Now I know it's very likely I had not only a food intolerance, but probably a food allergy. It was very likely a combination of the different types of proteins I was consuming, but just by eliminating all of them, I had relief. And I'm saying that just to be completely honest with you, because it wasn't just eliminating like one shake. It was like I eliminated all of that stuff and I got better. So you're going to have to figure that out for yourself. I'm definitely not, hear me clearly, I'm not telling you not to consume these things. I'm telling you no matter what it is, whether we're talking about protein shakes or kale, if something isn't working with your digestive system, if your body's trying to tell you something is going on, listen to your freaking body. Please listen to your freaking body and listen to it more closely and with more intuition than you are people who are marketing to you all of these things that they want you to buy and consume on the daily. Hey, I've got some really exciting news. We are returning. We're back on the road with the Shaleen Show Live. In conjunction with my book launch party, I am taping a live episode of The Shaleen Show at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills on April 18th. Now that is a Thursday. Pod Squad, 
I would love to meet you. This is going to be really special. I mean, they're all really special because I get to meet you and you guys get to meet each other and they're fun. And it's the ultimate girls night out. And fellas, if you were smart, you should come with your lady or you should come to find yourself the love of your life because I have the smartest, funnest, coolest, most amazing audience. And I can't wait for you guys to meet each other. So grab your tickets now. You can find them by going to shaleenshowlive.com. General admission starts at $39. And I don't know if they'll be available at the time that you're listening to this, but we did make just a few special seats available for people who basically want to spend the day with me and Brett and the team. You'll go to lunch with us. You'll hang out backstage. We'll pop some champagne. You'll help me pick out my outfit. We'll have a good time. You'll meet the drag queen who happens to be emceeing the show. Like, this is a once in a lifetime experience. Hey, don't wait. Go to shaleenshowlive.com and I will see you on Thursday, April 18th. I know this is TMI, but I literally thought everyone had gas. Like, I just thought that's just a human biological thing. Like, everyone has bowel movements, everyone has bodily fluids and bodily odors, and having, you know, odorific gas is just part of human nature. It's part of our biology. Well, no, that's not true. (laughs) I'm not trying to brag here, but I haven't had gas in probably three years. And on the rare occasion when I do, I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's trace this back to what I ate. Because if you're eating things that agree with you, that your body recognizes, you won't have disgusting gas. The same is true for your pets. If your pets are eating a healthy diet, the diet that their bodies were designed to consume, which frankly is basically vegetables and raw meat, it's not likely your animals are going to have gas either. It's when we start putting ingredients in our bodies that our bodies have no idea what they are or how to process and break them down that it creates gaseous conditions. It might be normal because everyone's just come to accept it, but it's not natural. And remember, these protein powders and protein shakes, they didn't even exist 25, 30 years ago. Well, I mean, they did, but only bodybuilders consume them. In fact, I'm not even sure if they did 25 years ago. But now we're just, we're crazed over our supplements. Why? They are big, big business. But don't forget, protein powders are highly processed and they're often heated. Not all of them, but many companies The ingredients that are included in the process of creating a powdered form, the ingredients have been so heated that the protein is denatured, which means it's almost impossible for your body to recognize it and use it. It also often results in much higher levels of acidity, which is basically toxic to the body. And this is not my opinion. Let me pull up some recent research. Stand by one moment, please. All righty. All right. And you know where I look for most of my research is either on PubMed or dcbi.nlm.nih.gov. There's a website for you. And of course, pubmed.org, both reliable sources. This research is from 2018. It studied the effect of protein supplements on the gut microbiota. So remember, we've got good guys and bad guys in the gut. And this is a study where they looked at endurance athletes. It was also a randomized, that's important, controlled, that's important, double blind study looking at like how these supplements affect athletes. Now, athletes, 
So again, this isn't looking at like the general population, but they decided to specifically study athletes because athletes, this group of athletes anyway, especially because it's double blind, they, they look to athletes because most of them are consuming protein powders to meet their protein requirements for training. And what they found was that a slight increase in protein intake, as much as just 20 grams of protein supplements in their athletes, decreased healthy promoting bacteria in microbiota without affecting ammonia or fecal pH. In other words, it didn't seem to affect the pH balance of fecal composition. Hi, sorry, hope you had lunch already. But it did, in fact, decrease healthy gut bacteria. Now, why does that matter? Well, because we know there's a clear link between obesity, weight loss resistance, and a diminishing number of the good bacteria that's in our guts. Some things to consider. We don't know what type of protein powder each one of these athletes were taking. Because this was randomized, because it was double blind, they weren't all consuming the same brand or type of protein powder. That's important to note. Now, we can assume because they were studying endurance athletes that these athletes are well-informed and that they're looking for the highest quality, highest grade protein powders, but we don't know that. It's just an assumption. As with all studies, you take it for what it is. What about supplements that claim they contain probiotics? Well, probiotics are live microorganisms. So when they're administered in certain amounts, they can create a host of benefits. But probiotics, mostly bifobacterium and lactobacillus species, can be included in a variety of products. Yes, food, of course, and some dietary supplements and drugs. But There's a lot of concerns that most of those microbe, especially the supplementation form and those that are in like packaged shakes, etc., don't actually survive their way into the gut, no matter how high quality they are. There's no question that it is possible to deliver quality probiotics to the gut, but there is zero regulation around the distribution manufacturing of those probiotics. I don't care whether you're refrigerating them or not. Even if they are on the shelf and refrigerated where you're buying them, you have no idea if they were on a truck where they weren't refrigerated. You have no idea if those probiotics are actually contained within it. And you also have no way of knowing, especially if you're buying something online, (laughs) well, it's not coming refrigerated, number one. And number two, you just have no idea, no way of knowing if you're being completely ripped off. Whereas when you're eating foods naturally rich in probiotics, when you're eating foods that naturally contain human probiotic strains, I know that sounds gross, but it's actually quite possible, then you know you're getting a live organism. And why waste your money on these stupid probiotics? No matter what they say is contained on it, if you have no way of knowing and it's all dead before it reaches your gut anyways. One reliable source is to check out, write this down, you're going to want to remember it, it's huge, labdoor.com, lab, L-A-B, as in white lab coat, labdoor.com. And they do independent research on supplements, protein shakes, meal replacements, etc. You definitely want to check them out. They might not have yours, but there's a very good chance that they do. But just to be safe, Instead of trying to get your probiotics from a shake or a pill or a supplement, get your probiotics the way your great-grandparents did, from your food, y'all, from your food. Okay, 
back to protein shakes. Actually, you know, we're not even just talking about protein shakes because as I mentioned, protein supplements can be in the form of a shake, a protein bar, protein cookies, protein snacks. I mean, all of these different supplements that we are taking, which by the way, most of us aren't just taking because they've got protein in them, but maybe it's described as a keto bar, or maybe it's described as an energy bar or an energy drink or a meal replacement drink. What I'm talking about though today specifically, just for the sake of time, is I'm really trying to limit our conversation to protein supplementation, which can come in many forms. And frankly, if we were going to get into the whole debate on whether or not we need as much protein as is being marketed to us, that's like a whole nother podcast. We talk about that, by the way, in the 131. But for the sake of saving time, let's just say that we are way overdoing the protein just from our meat consumption alone. And then we add to it all of these protein supplements, which, by the way, most people are completely unaware that the body only has a certain requirement for protein. And when we have too much protein, guess what it does? It doesn't go like, oh, I know what we should do. We should store this protein as muscle. No, it converts it into glucose and glycogen through the process of gluconeogenesis. There's just no denying that many people have an insensitivity. They notice that they have a problem when they consume protein powders, protein shakes. And that is because the process by which we create these protein powders doesn't matter how high quality they are. For many people, if they have, for example, a lactose intolerance, which means that they don't produce enough of the enzyme needed to break down that lactose, that undigested lactose passes through the stomach and into the intestines where it becomes fermented. Yeah, and that's where the gas is created. That's where the bloating, the stomach cramps. For some people, it's diarrhea, and for others, it's just it's painful gas and bloating. Now, that might be because of the milk protein that's often found in whey, and some people might have symptoms as a result of a milk protein, like an allergy or an intolerance to dairy, which, while casein protein has been implicated in more cases of milk protein problems than whey, both proteins can cause very similar issues. And that is because casein and whey, for a lot of people, cause extreme inflammation. And for many people, that creates an immune response. They get red, their bodies look red and inflamed, and they often get acne in places they've never had acne before. That's just one side effect. I mean, but inflammation shows up in so many different ways in people, including headaches, bloating, eczema, acne, adult acne, and sometimes even cystic acne. It can also lead to, especially if there's like an allergy or a food sensitivity to some of the ingredients, it can lead to just mucosis production. Like you just feel like you have a cold. You've got a stuffy nose, like kind of a thick throat or kind of like a phlegmy sound in your throat. And you also have to remember that any protein powder that contains whey protein concentrates, which still, by the way, contains lactose, even if the manufacturer claims that it's a high quality isolate, it can still create Lactose. And if you're lactose intolerant, hello, guess what? Inflammation. Now, I know we spent a lot of time talking about protein shakes because, gosh, this would be a four-hour podcast if I broke every single different type of supplement down. So I just want to start with the big one first. So based on all this information, what do you do? Do you stop drinking your protein shake? I don't know. That's up to you. If you feel like you need it for the reasons I stated earlier in the podcast, then go for it. 
But if you need it, but you're still experiencing these problems, then at a minimum, I want you to switch brands. I want you to to understand that even if someone's telling you it's high quality, you just need to know for yourself. You want to maybe look on Labdoor and see if you can find out some information about the brand that you are consuming. You may want to switch protein types. Many companies now offer a vegan option. Switching your protein type may help you to identify if, in fact, it is an intolerance to the milk protein itself, in which case you might try switching to a rice protein isolate. Rice protein isolates are often, not always, but for many people, they're hypoallergenic. And nowadays, they're also fortified to contain a complete complement of all the amino acids that you need for the building of muscle and metabolism. But just think about your dairy. The other thing that you need to consider is, is if you're experiencing these symptoms on the daily, what else are you consuming that may include dairy? Instead of just looking at your protein as being the problem, I think a lot of people forget like all the other areas where they may be getting dairy. Like, And you know, there's a certain amount that maybe you can handle, but then once you exceed that amount, it's like you've passed the point of no return. And so you forgot that you had dairy for lunch the cheese in your your salad and and then you had some yogurt at lunch and you forgot about the fact that there was dairy in your coffee in the morning and maybe you need to switch from real butter to ghee what i'm trying to help you to understand is that what works for one person may not work for another what you're intolerant to what you're sensitive to may be completely different to someone else and by the way these intolerances are often created when we consume the same thing day after day after day after day I mean, there's no disputing that. The more routine and regular you become, it's just not what your body was designed to do. We phase. I mean, we were designed to phase, I should say, which is the basis of the one through one book. You understand that this is in our natural biology. Our ancestors did not eat blueberries every day. They weren't available every day. And if you're consuming the same protein shake every single day and you're wondering if it's creating an intolerance for you, just take a break at a minimum. I mean, what would be the harm in just taking a break and then adding it back in to see if, in fact, those same symptoms arise? And if you love the company that offers this particular protein shake or meal replacement shake, check to see if they have an alternative made from a different protein source. So to sum things up, I find that most people who are drinking a protein shake or a meal replacement shake or eating the protein cookies or consuming whatever protein supplement or meal replacement it is, most people are doing that because they believe it makes them healthy or they're doing it to maintain their weight or they're doing it to lose weight. And I just want to mention that (laughs) weight loss is more tied to the health of your gut than anything else. So if in the process you're destroying your gut, can you see how this can be a catch-22? And nothing stalls your weight loss or creates weight loss resistance quite the way inflammation does. And inflammation can happen just when we're consuming basically anything that our bodies don't recognize. And I don't care how it's labeled or what, you know, fitness influencer is telling you you have to drink it. And then just doing like, here I am doing a subtle pose on the beach with my perfectly positioned tumbler with the name of my sponsored ad protein shake curiously pointing at the camera just so that you'll say what is that you're drinking miss perfect body because there's undoubtedly 
you got that amazingly round booty from drinking whatever is in that tumbler. Please, hashtag sponsored ad, please tell me what protein shake it is that I need to be drinking every single day so I too can have that beautiful, strong booty. (laughs) We're smarter than that. Come on, guys. Please don't fall for that BS. All right, and finally, can I have protein shakes, protein cookies, protein bars if I'm doing the 131 method? You already know the answer because you're really smart, so I know you already know the answer. If not, let me just state the obvious. It's completely up to you. You create your own personalized plan based on what your goals are. We design this together. I'm going to help you to make informed decisions outside the influence of marketing and hype and gimmicks and trends. And whatever you decide is right for you, again, it also includes your sanity and your personal situation. So if it makes sense financially for you to continue to find a way to make these shakes work for you from a financial standpoint, because it is a matter of convenience, because it's the only way you can get your family to consume something halfway decent, then that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is somebody dictating rules for you. You just have to take in all the considerations and that's not easy, which is why the one through one method simplifies that process. That's what the one through one method is. Remember, it's not a diet. It's a methodology that you apply. It's how you use common sense when it comes to your health. And the one through one simplifies what otherwise can be a pretty complicated matter. We, we make it simple. I hope you've had a good time listening to this episode. I hope that it answers some questions. But if you jump on any live that I do, because I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've been going live on Instagram, on Facebook a lot lately, trying to answer these questions. And you will mark my words. In fact, turn on your notifications on my Instagram so that you see when I go live or on Facebook, whichever one you use the most. And so you can see when I go live. And here's what I want you to do. When you see people ask, because they ask me this question, over and over and over about protein shakes and supplements and pre-workouts and post-workouts. Every time you see it, I want you to post a peach emoji. And that'll be like our little sign to each other. Like, "Mm mm-hmm, this person needs to listen to podcasts because if they did, they would already know her complete answer. All right. Don't forget that peach emoji. Don't forget to turn your notifications. Don't forget to tune in on Friday because I've got an awesome episode with my darling husband. On Friday, Brett Johnson, he and I together in the car. Until then, do not forget, I love you, I mean it, and I hope I get to meet you soon.